Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We have some headlines to cover for you guys today. News and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you will not find in your mainstream media. And I can nearly guarantee you of that. Guys, if you have not watched Tucker Carlson's episode tonight, head on over there and watch that at Fox News. Or you can check it out on his um uh, YouTube channel for there for the Fox News at Tucker Carlson's fantastic covering the WEF tonight and uh, yeah you're going to find it quite comical <laughs> and truthful unfortunately but let's check out some articles today shall we one good thing I wanted to throw on here today was I was one of the Epoch Times today and 90% of sheriffs in Illinois will not will not uphold or enforce the governor's ban on quote assault rifles and semi-automatic pistols with large magazines anyway they said no that's 90 percent. there's only 121 counties in illinois and 90 percent of the sheriffs said they will not enforce that law and of course the governor said well they'll do it or they won't have a job well i hate to tell the governor but sheriffs are elected <laughs> You can't just go and fire them. They are voted into office. But anyway, this goes to show you a little bit of how the Democrats think. Anyway, let's hit some articles. So WEF's Living Laboratory, quote, is Japan building futuristic smart city filled with robots, autonomous vehicles, and 24-hour surveillance. Guys, insane. It's happening. Too late at Davos, John Kerry predicts worst consequences of climate change despite carbon-cutting efforts. I hate to tell you guys, but the dude is 80 years old. He looks the exact same as he did 25 years ago. The man looks the same. Like, like has he aged? Is he an alien? What's going on, folks? Anyway, <laughs> what else do we have on the, the news today? So we've got medical professional implements, the WHO digital diagnosis code for the unvaxxed. You know him, you love him. He is my all-time favorite. That is by Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. Leo Homan. Light versus darkness is real battle behind the battle. Talk about that a lot. Clay Travis. So in 20 years, he says he's never seen this many stories about young athletes dying. It's because it's never happened. It's never happened, but they're going to make it sound like, oh, it's always been like this. Don't you know? It always happens. It's happened like this all the time. You know, <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We all know the truth. Or hopefully you're knowing the truth by now. So believe we're in the last days. According to Pew Research, you're not alone. Jan Article wrote this. Or Jan Article. <laughs> Jan Markell wrote this article at HarbingersDaily.com. And according to 39% of people polled, they believe we are in the end times right now. Of course, that's U.S. adults. But what else do we have going on? Oh, I want to tell you guys, the Left Behind movie is back. It is back. Uh, guys, go check that out. It's going to be um, on its way to the theaters, and it's going to be very good. I have a feeling it's going to be good. And uh, hit the theater. Show some love uh, for our fellow Christians out there. All right. So, guys, I would have uploaded this morning, but we had internet outages where I live, and so I wasn't able to get that done. And so I was like, well, I'll try to record it. Wasn't able to do that. And so I'm still having some, we're still having issues and it is 11 o'clock my time PM. So mm, I'm chugging, lugging some coffee to get this through. So let's go on to the WEF's quote living laboratory. You can find this at the rare foundation, R-A-I-R foundation.com. And it's going to be Amy Mech posted on the 15th of January. 
of 2023. So let's jump in. So Toyota's, quote, woven city will allow researchers, engineers, and scientists from the public and private sectors to test and iterate on developing technology in a controlled, quote, real-world environment, end quote. I'm going to throw in here. Do you guys remember when you were kids that you used to have these ant farms, you know, they had a little sand and it was like this glass enclosure and you could see both sides and through and all this cool stuff, you know. And you could see how the little ants dug down through and they made their little, yeah, you remember. Kind of reminds me of these cities that they're talking about building these 15-minute cities. Or here we have Toyota's Woven City, all these smart cities. It's kind of like that, you know what I mean? It's like we're just inside this ant farm and they're just looking at us, you know. It's kind of strange, don't you think? That, or is it just me? Eh, it's probably just me. Anyway, so Japan is building a futuristic 175-acre, quote, smart city, end quote. Much to the delight of the World Economic Forum, which recently made a video highlighting the globalist creation. Artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, futuristic food, robots will be found in the government-monitored woven city created by Toyota. That's kind of disappointing, guys, but at least it wasn't Honda. <laughs> That's why I drive a Honda. I'm sorry. Anyway, in May of 2020, Japan's uh, government passed a revised bill paving the way for so-called, quote, smart cities, unquote. The bill will remove regulatory hurdles in complexity, which can delay or prevent the rollout of smart city applications, similar to, to during the COVID pandemic when governments lifted restrictions to enact their tyrannical mandates and lockdowns under the pretense of various emergencies emergency measures you know you remember uh, anyways way back when you know supporters like toyota in the wef their cities as high-tech marvels where the public and private sectors use artificial intelligence and big data to provide more efficient and cost-effective solutions to social and so-called environmental problems however opponents warn that data collection and leaks will lead to privacy violations in a surveillance state no really <laughs> No, they must be joking. <laughs> no. Anyway, furthermore, they are laying the foundation for a Chinese-style social credit system <laughs> that will give them the power to control citizens and punish those they deem <clears throat> untrustworthy. You know, like us conservative Christians. Anyway, AI, self-driving cars, robotics, and more all in one place. And you can find out more about that by the upcoming Global Technology Governance Summit. Yes, folks. Do you remember all these summits? I don't know about you, but I don't remember all of this stuff. And who gave these people at the World Economic Forum the power to make all of these decisions? You know, like, you're going to eat bugs while we'll up here, you know... Flying our billion-dollar jets and, you know, eating cow and, like, whatever. But you're going to eat crickets. And you're going to have beetle bugs. I don't know about you guys, but uh, something is amiss. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm -mm. That's all that God said. But if you remember in the book of Revelation, when all of the tribulations and all of these bold judgments and all of this stuff starts going on, the trumpet, all of this stuff starts happening, right? What does it say? Do you guys remember... Uh, it says, Jesus said that, he said that, you know, there'll be a coming day when this famine happens, which we're coming to the global famine. You can't hide it. They're saying it now. Um, but people aren't heeding it. And I always tell you guys, get you some food. You better get you some food, folks. Get you some food. Anyway, they're already talking about that. But then they kind of back off of it. And then they kind of, you know, but do they really care if you live or die? No, they don't care if you live or die. 
I care, you know, if you live or die. So I'm telling you, get you some food. Anyway, so Jesus said that during this time that there's going to be this great famine. Of course, if you are a a Christian, you're not going to be here. We will not be here for the tribulation. Christ is yanking us out of here, right? Woohoo! Snatched away, harpazoed. We're going to be raptured, raptured out of this world. Praise God. But the ones that will be left behind will have to endure this. And he said that they will work an entire day, an entire day's wage for like one meal, for like one one piece of bread. And that's coming. But then what does he say later on? He says, um, when all these, the horsemen ride and all this stuff, he goes, you could do all this, but do not harm the oil or the wine. And so you've got to think to yourself, when all this is going on and how the world seems right now, they have created this this economic crash. They have created all this. That's what they said. New world order. You know, they've all come up with this. They we're going to great reset. They have all these plans and they have created all of this to, in fact, use all of this to, you know, to do their great reset. And so all of this is has been manipulated, but the Bible says this is what's going to happen. And in these times, who do you think is going to have oil and wine? Well, it's sure not going to be the poor people. It's sure not going to be the peasants of the world. It's not going to be the people eating beetle burgers. No, it's going to be the elites, the wealthy people. They will have the oil and the wine. And so it's kind of curious how that struck me when I start looking at all of this stuff and you see all these things unfolding. And so, you know... Uh, unveiling i guess you could say if you read the book of Re- don't let anybody tell you that you can't understand the book of revelation really you know it's the only book in the bible that god says if you read it heed it and listen to it uh you will be blessed and so why are you not in the book of revelation hello get in the book get in the book folks get in the word let the word of god get it to you anyway um, if you want, I if you can go back on some of my episodes, I actually went through the tribulation on 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 the podcast, and I read some out of the book of um, Revelation on the podcast, so it, you can understand it. Get you a John MacArthur um, study Bible and go through it. Um, there's a lots of other um, great um, study Bibles out there that you guys can grab. Warren Wiersbe is really good. Grab him. You know, there's a lot of good, but be very careful. What study Bibles you go, John? Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor David Jeremiah has a great study Bible as well. I have his study Bible, so get you a good study Bible. Go through the Book of Revelation because you're going to need it right now. So we don't know how close or how you know how much we're going to see as Christians while we await our uh, glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, Titus two thirteen. We don't know how much we will see. Um, God did tell us we will have trials and tribulations on this earth and we will we will and Jesus said they hated me they will hate you too and you can see more and more hatred towards the Christians and the Jewish people um, during these end days you see it happening a whole lot right it's, it's I mean it's pretty prevalent and so you wonder like how much will we see well we really don't know but there's a difference between trials and tribulations like we're going to have here through the world and the tribulation of God Almighty pouring out his wrath on an unbelieving world, those who have denied his son. So there's a big difference. But I will tell you, uh, you know, if you read the book of Proverbs, you know, wisdom, whoo, you want to search after wisdom. Once you get get understanding. And so if, if they're telling you what they're going, they tell us what they're going to do before they do it. But do we listen to them and believe them? Because we're like, that can't be right. They can't be that evil. And they are. And then they do it. And we're like, wow, they're that evil. So they're telling us there's going to be a global famine. There's going to be 
as a farmer, I can tell you, um, you know, we, we don't farm our land anymore. We do cash lease it. So, I mean, we don't actually physically go out there and farm it. Somebody else does. But we ran out of water <clears throat> a few years ago. And uh, we just, you know, don't want to drill for more. But um, I can tell you this, fertilizer is unbelievably expensive. And so if you think things are going to be just like they've always been, they're not. I can tell you that right now they're not. And so you need to get you some food. Stock up on food. Water. Definitely want to get water. I mean, you can live a long time on water. More on water than you can without food. Um, but anyway, I don't know why I detoured there, but I did. You know, I've, I've got, uh, they called it. They call it ADD now. My mom said, go get the belt. That's what she told me when I was a kid. But um, anyway, so, but, you know, uh, you just want to, you want to be prepared. God gave us wisdom and we want to use um, the information that we get wisely, right? Mm. Mm. So anyway, this article continues. Um, I mean, the Global Technology Governance Summit, if you want to go check that out, that was the World Economic Forum. That was from March 31st of 2021. You guys, this is crazy. So, human guinea pigs. The city will become a, quote, living lab, unquote, to test new technologies, including self-driving cars and robots. Toyota sees the city as a unique opportunity that will allow researchers, engineers, and scientists to test and iterate on developing technology in a controlled real-world environment. They also see it as an opportunity to collaborate with other business partners, and they encourage interested parties to conduct their own research in Woven City once it is completed. Toyota will extend an open invitation to collaborate with other commercial and academic partners <laughs> and invite interested scientists and researchers from around the world to come work at, on their own projects in this one-of-a-kind real-world incubator. Folks, it's like we're just a science project. Anyway, um, at a press conference in 2020, Toyota CEO Akio Toyota uh, described the living laboratory. On this 135-acre site in Higashi, Fuji, Japan, we have decided to build a prototype town of the future where people live, work, play, and participate in a living laboratory. Imagine a fully controlled site that will allow researchers, engineers, and scientists the opportunity to freely test technology such as autonomy, mobility as a service, robotics, smart home connected technology, AI, and more in a real-world environment. Human beings will be the figurative guinea pigs. So what could possibly go wrong? Oh, gee, I don't know. Big Brother is always watching. Three types of roads are being built in the city. One for pedestrians, one for bicycles and scooters, and one for self-driving vehicles. In addition, a fleet of Toyota self-driving electric vehicles called e-pallets will be used for transportation deliveries and mobile retail throughout the city. Beneath the ground, there will be a fourth pathway specifically for the movement of goods where the city's logistics network will also be installed. Houses are made of wood to minimize the carbon footprint using traditional Japanese wood joinery combined with robotic production methods. Sensors controlled by artificial intelligence monitor the health of the inhabitants. Woven City even has its own futuristic food and agriculture team to control what foods residents eat. To get that to control what foods residents eat. Robotic technology, see here if you want to check that out, there's more, will assist with daily needs. 
For example, according to Toyota, robots who will live in your home can determine when you run out of milk. Oh, sure. The planned city will feature multiple parks and a large central plaza for social gatherings. In addition, hydrogen fuel cells and solar panels will provide the city with energy. This is insane, folks. This is their plan. For those of us, you know, who are allowed to live, you know, this is their plan. If you haven't been triple drab, called dribble drab, double dabbed, you know. Did you get your booster? Your booster? Hello, get your booster. You know what it reminds me of? Remember the kids back in the 1920s? Get your newspaper. Get your paper. Remember? Get your booster. Did you get your booster? Eh. Anyway, in other words, Big Brother is constantly watching everything you do and is ready to step in and offer, quote, help. Furthermore, your data will be collected and others will be able to access and use it. Toyota CEO explained, we'll create a one-of-a-kind digital operating system for our city, one that perhaps others will be able to use. With people, buildings, and vehicles all connected and communicating with each other through data and sensors, we will be able to test AI technology in both the virtual and the physical world, maximizing its potential. We want to turn artificial intelligence into intelligence amplified. Toyota is building the city at the base of Japan's Mount Fuji, about 62 miles from Tokyo. Within the next five years, 360... Oh, here we go, folks. Within the next five years, 360 elderly people, families, and inventors will move into the first homes. Eventually, 2,000 people will live there. So if the globalists have their way, we will soon live in one of their controlled and monitored cities. Are you looking forward to a utopia in which you owe nothing, in which you eat bugs, in which a chip in your body is linked to a social credit system that tells a global government all they need to know about you? And not to mention what you can and cannot eat. I'm sorry, Mrs. O'Daniel, you've had um one steak this month and uh, you can't have any more steak. I'm sorry, here, have this beetle steak. I'm sure it's just as good. Just pour some A1 sauce on it and you'll be just as good. Yeah, folks, this is crazy, insane stuff, but this is their plans. You think, you think the things that I tell you guys on these headlines are crackhead stories, but they're not. They're actually happening. That's what makes it even more weird. You know what I mean? It's insane. So, well-known sportscaster in 20 years, I've never seen this many stories about young athletes dying. This article was uh, in the Western Journal and um, is posted by Michael Austin. And you can catch it at the WND.com if you so desire. So, reports of young healthy athletes dying continue to pile up. For example, on January 9th, 21-year-old Air Force Academy offensive lineman Hunter Brown suddenly collapsed and died on his way from class to his dorm. Perhaps cases like this have always happened, but for one reason or another are only being reported now, hmm, oddly. Uh, that being said, according to one veteran sportscaster, the prevalence of these mysterious death stories is unlike anything he's seen before. Of course, you can watch that video, too. goes on to say, in the world of sports, we need uh, deep dive investigations into whether the COVID shot is leading to more deaths of young, otherwise healthy people. Outkick founder and sports writer Clay Travis said, while admitting the stories are anecdotal, Travis cited the tragic cases of Brown and Demar Hamlin before making his point. He goes on to say, now I've been writing and talking about sports for 20 years, nearly, Travis said. I don't remember stories like this happening. 
I don't remember stories about athletes walking on college campuses and suddenly dropping. By the number of high school, college, even pro athletes who are suddenly just dropping all around the world, it seems to be a fairly substantial trend, he says. Uh, maybe nothing unusual is happening. As Travis said, these are merely anecdotes, or maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't have forced young people to get the vaccine. So I'd say, especially considering, according to the CDC, more children ages 0 to 17 have died with pneumonia than COVID since 2020. For adults ages 18 to 29, the number of deaths, including COVID, 6,764 versus pneumonia, 6,182 is comparable. Because I'll say males in these age groups have an increased chance of suffering heart complications after receiving a COVID vaccine shot, albeit the numbers currently indicate such cases are extremely rare per the CDC. Yeah, but given how rare complications are for this age group, presumably particularly so for healthy athletes in peak condition, perhaps this risk, however low it may be, was completely unnecessary. Travis didn't hold any punches as he began calling out sports media personalities for refusing to look into this disturbing new trend. I'm really disappointed about the number of people in sports media who ran like crazy with the idea that if we played sports during COVID, athletes would die. Why are they not asking more questions now that we are seeing so many otherwise young and healthy athletes dropping? Travis asked. Again, we still don't know if these cases add up to anything. It'll be a long time before we have any answers. Well, if it's up to the CDC, you'll never have any answers. Just telling you. That's just Pfizer's like, no, no, no. Sweep it under the rug. Here's more money. Anyway. Uh, that being said, Travis made a good point. Even before COVID, stories about young, healthy college and even high school athletes dying were rare enough to be big news. This seems unlike anything the sports world has ever seen. Of course, you know, it is true. This is not normal. Do you ever remember people just dropping dead? I mean, that was like, you know, I mean, think about it. Go back in you know, a couple of years, you know, 2019, you know, 2020 even. Did people just drop dead? No, no. I mean, that was very a very rare thing. I can tell you where I work. In the in a, one in a in one week in one week we had one death on the bus and three heart attacks and that was just on my shift. So that ought to tell you something. It's not. That's not the normal. I can tell you that. And that was just at my location. That's not including the other locations from these other drivers that were telling me. And so. Um, it's very um, odd, I would say. But when did all this happen? Oh, gee, I don't know. When did we get the COVID jabs? 2021? Oh, what? And then, boom. You remember the frontline doctors when they said that give it two years and people will be dropping dead? Remember that? Oh, no. They took them down and said, oh, no, they don't know that's misinformation. They can't say that. Strip their losses. They can't be doctors. Blah, blah, blah. They're science deniers, anti-vax, blah, blah, blah. They were absolutely right. Absolutely right. Anyway, light versus darkness is real battle behind the battle. This is American Family News. This is Robert Knott posted the 17th of January. And, um makes me sick when I can't even look at that picture. makes me want to vomit. So we're going to roll over that. Anyway, it says, this is no longer about conservative versus liberal in stark terms. It is Jerusalem and Bethlehem versus Sodom and Gomorrah, folks, is where we're at. It's by Robert Knight. He is a columnist for the Washington Times and a senior fellow for uh, Bishop E.W. Jackson's uh, Staying True to America's National Destiny. I like E.W. Jackson's show. They're on um, AFR or AFN now, or AFR's their radio. 
Haven't heard him in a long time. Anyway, uh, the divisions in our country go far beyond conservatives versus liberal or Republican versus Democrat. Not that the parties are unimportant. More on that in a minute, he says. Uh, it's right versus wrong and whether we'll be able to pass on America's heritage of liberty and prosperity to our children and grandchildren. One side, the progressive Marxist left, uh, wants to expand government to intrude into every human activity except one, sexuality. For that, they say to eradicate all moral, cultural, and legal restraints. They have cheapened marriage, warned a ward against public decency laws, assailed conservative Christians, turned Christ, uh, turned schools into indoctrination centers, and made abortion uh, into an unholy sacrament. The conservative side is supposed to be defending the moral order. Some are, although Republicans have their share of cultural termites. But as for Democrats, they are all in. He says, how else to explain the votes this past week in the House of Representatives? A picture is worth a thousand words. Some roll calls are worth 10,000. And I talked about this before, guys. The Born Alive Bill, which mandates medical care for babies who survive abortions, passed 220 to 210. All Republicans voted yes. All but one Democrat voted no. Let that sink in, he says. A couple of Democrats whined that the bill was unnecessary, contending that federal law already protects aborted babies born alive. Fine, but why not add another layer of protection? Democrats like former Virginia Governor Ralph Northam have talked out loud about letting babies die after birth. Folks, this makes me sick, and you guys can figure out where this is going to go, but I cannot talk about that. That just makes me so angry. Makes me very, very angry. Um, can you imagine what kind, what kind of person could, uh, number one, number one, what kind of person could let a baby, oh, number one, let's just go back to the very beginning. Uh, old Joe Biden and those whole Democrats, you got to listen. They think it should be okay that you can murder your baby all the way up to giving birth. All the way up. See, you're nine months pregnant. You're about to be, you're in labor, about to have that baby. They, you can still murder that baby. That's, yeah, mur- yeah, partial birth abortion is what they call that. They still believe that. And, they, and some of them even think that, uh, well, you should be able to murder your baby all the way up to two years after. You decide you just didn't want it, you know. I guess it's like a little dog. Instead of taking it to the pound, you just take it to get murdered. This is the evil, vile wickedness, folks. This is satanic, demonic. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and all those in, in, in heavenly hosts in these places. So that's what we got to remember. It's not the people. It's the demonic force. And so we have to pray for the people to be saved and to get out of that. But I, I, it just makes me wonder who and how could you think that? How? What world are you living in? What kind of person? But we got to we had to pray for these folks. You got to pray for them. But is that? I mean, the wickedness is just unbelievable. Literally, is unbelievable. I cannot fathom letting a baby on a t- die, just leaving it, just letting it die. What? Isn't a doctor swear to do no harm? I don't understand. I don't understand. I have watched videos of abortions. And it shows the sonogram, and I watched this years and years and years ago. And they inject the saline solution, and then you can see the little baby swimming away, swimming away, because that's like acid. I can't even go into it. It's just, it's absolutely wicked. It's just, I can't do it. But apparently, these Democrats can. Anyway, 
Oh, let's move on. So, Breitbart.com. Too late. At Davos, John Kerry predicts worst consequence of climate change despite carbon cutting efforts. I'm telling you, this man never ages. He looks the exact same. Looks the exact same. Botox, I don't know what he's doing, man. But, uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, transhumanism. Anyway, this is by Charlie Spearling. Or, I'm sorry, Charlie Spearing. Posted the uh, 17th of January at Breitbart.com. So, President Joe Biden, special envoy for climate, John Kerry, appeared at the World Economic Forum on Tuesday to share predictions of doom should the world fail to cut carbon pollution. I am so, you know, it just boggles my mind. They get on these billion-dollar jets, and they use all these hundreds of thousands of gallons of jet fuel. You know, this gigantic carbon footprint. You know, 227 jets, but... I'm sorry, Mrs. Uh, Farmer in the Netherlands. Your cows are farting too much, and we're just going to have to shut down your farm. That's, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to wood stove to keep warm in the UK? I'm sorry. We can't have you guys do that. Did you want to burn natural gas because that's natural gas? Oh, I'm sorry. That's too big of a carbon footprint. You're just going to have to freeze to death. I'm sorry. This this is what... The, uh, I can't make this stuff up, folks. Anyway. Back to the article. I am not convinced we're going to get there in time to do what the scientist said, which is avoid the worst consequences of the crisis, he said, promoting a new carbon future to prevent global temperatures from rising. I hate to tell them this, but climate change is what the climate does. It has been like this for, I don't know, thousands of years. Anyway, Kerry gloomily noted to the Davos elites that despite recent global entities pledging to be carbon neutral by 2050, there was not enough progress. You and I, we know they don't have a clue how they're going to get there, he said. And most of them aren't on track to get there. Mm -hmm. As Oh, Lord, folks. Kerry <laughs> blamed the flooding in California as a consequence of climate change. Yeah. On the other hand, the destruction is unfathomable flooding. That's just amazing. Not just California, but Nigeria, Uganda, other places, he says. He noted that the pledges for carbon neutral entities were encouraging, but that too many were not fulfilling those promises. We're not doing everything we promised nobody, he said. He bemoaned the ongoing environmental consequences of climate change, noting that half the species of the planet have already been killed. What moron? These people spew out all this garbage, and people believe it. Like, oh my gosh, that's so true. What the heck? What? What? Yeah, they believe it. Here's Kerry lectured business CEOs for failing to recognize the destructive process of growth, which he described as not as enlightened growth, but as robber barren growth. These people are insane. Can you hear the words that they say are just unbelievable? And he goes, but at the beginning of his remarks, he praised the group that had gathered in Davos to work on the issue. Yes, of course. It's so, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about Quote, saving the planet, he mused. If you said that to most people, most people think uh, that they're just a crazy lefty liberal, you know, do good or whatever, and there's no relationship, he continued. Folks, you got to go watch him on Tucker Carlson because it is very good. Tucker Carlson, you know him. He tears it to the bone and just makes him a mockery. I love Tucker Carlson. <laughs> so you got to check it out. Oh, folks. Here's the big story of the night. Leo Holman special report. Medical professional implements the WHO digital diagnosis code for the unvaxxed. And this is by Jim Hoft. 
And this is published on the 17th of January. Here we go. So, this is the guest post by Leo Holman. It says, doctors will be incentivized by the government to start asking more questions about your VAC status. Mm-hmm. Of course they will. A set of international codes are used by the medical industry for billing purposes under Medicare, Medicaid, and the private insurance companies. But it's not just about billing these codes are part of the International Classification of Disease, or the ICD system set forth by the United Nations World Health Organization, and they're about to get far more invasive. This system was originally created after World War II for the purpose of tracking the diagnosis of major diseases within a population. But over the years, there have been 11 major revisions, and with each revision, the data being collected on each individual has become more precise and all-inclusive. And it's also become more coercive to the point where it's become impossible for doctors to get reimbursed by insurance companies if they don't upload all the requested data data points. According to an April 2016 article in the American Journal of Neuroradiology, across the years it has become an integral part of the payment infrastructure of the U.S. healthcare system along with the current procedural terminology or CBT coding system for medical procedures. The ICD system really grew into an electronic data mining beast with the passage by Congress of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare in 2012. The digitization of healthcare records was fully implemented with the upgrade to ICD-10 ICD-10 uh, after two congressional delays in 2016. Since then, there has literally been a numeric code created for almost any diagnosis you can think of in some you would never think of. Search crazy ICD-10 codes and you will see what I'm talking about. Folks, we may have to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. We're going to pull it up, but we'll get back to it in a moment. So fast forward now to April 2022, that is when the Federal Centers of Medicaid and uh, Medicare or CMS announced a new code that anyone who is awake and aware of the growing medical tyranny should be concerned about. After some delays, the new code was rolled out in October of 2022 and became available to nearly every medical clinic and hospital in January of 2023. What is this new code? Well, it's code number Z28.310. This is the code for a very peculiar diagnosis, since it's not a diagnosis at all, at all, but an invasion of privacy and likely to be, that squirt was totally against that. My dog said, no, no, I understand, squirt, I'm completely with you. I totally agree, squirt. Anyway, so this is a code for a very peculiar diagnosis since it's not a diagnosis at all, but an invasion of privacy and likely to be used against many people in the future. This is the code your doctor will log into the computer system that is accessed by government and private health insurers informing them of your COVID vaccine status. These are in internationally recognized codes for very specific medical conditions for insurance and government purposes. They are accessible worldwide should you be overseas and have a health issue that needs to be treated. He says, I recently interviewed a fully licensed MD, a physician who practices in a Midwestern state and has full hospital privileges. This doctor's name will remain anonymous because if it were to get out, he could end up losing his job. On January the 12th, he informed me that code Z28.310 went live in his state. 
Yesterday, January 11th, he says, it showed up for the first time in any kind of hospital paperwork I'd seen, the doctor told him. If diagnoses aren't entered properly, a doctor may not get reimbursed. Now that this new code is officially required by government and private insurance providers, doctors will likely now be incentivized to ask about your VAC status, he said. That means they get financial payouts whenever the government decides there's a meaningful use for this data. He says, I had no idea that doctors were being bought off this way. I can tell you at our hospitals they were. Hello, McFly. You're going to use remdesivir and that's all you're going to use because we get paid for that. You're going to go in this ventilator because we get paid for that. You're going to die because we get paid for that. That's what happened during COVID-19. Mm. You all know that now. So this system appears to be way, be the way the military industrial biomedical complex will identify and separate out those who have submitted to their digital identification system which starts with being up to date on your shots, endless shots. As the late Dr. Zev uh, Zelenko and others have said, these continuous boosters will become a gateway to transhumanism. That's the truth, folks. The powers that be at the United Nations and the World Economic Forum have a need have a quote need to know unquote when it comes to those who reject this demonic transitioning of the human race, which the transhumanists refer to as an upgrade to humanity 2.0. I've never used this diagnostic code, never would for any patient, the doctor told me in a follow-up interview this week. I never even knew it existed until last week. He explained that Z28.3 is the diagnostic code for being under-vaccinated generally, but it gets more specific from there, he says. Quote, it's non-specific, the doctor explained. But with COVID, they added the one after the Three, so Z two eight point three one. So COVID is the only vaccine they're specific for. But he said, well, he goes. Then they added a second digit if you're partially vaccinated and didn't get any of the boosters. These codes could continue to get more specific to the point that they also log in codes for why you refuse Big Pharma's ineffective and unsafe but very profitable injections. The doctor told me he saw one patient's diagnosis code that was specific for refusing the vaccine due to his schizophrenia. And a lot of people with schizophrenia are paranoid of shots and different treatments. So his doctors were attributing him as unvaxxed on that basis, the doctor said. So it doesn't take too much of an imagination to see how the system could be abused. What about if you continue to refuse your doctor recommended vaccines? Could you end up being diagnosed with mental illness? The doctor I spoke with agreed that this is not far-fetched. And once you get diagnosed with a mental disorder, you can lose many of your constitutional rights. You essentially become a second-class citizen. Quote, you could technically get a diagnosis of schizophrenia from any medical doctor, but usually they... Uh, we'll refer you to a psychiatrist to make that diagnosis, he said. And that's not the only thing to be concerned about with regard to this new diagnostic code. Here's what here's where it gets interesting. At the G20 summit held a couple months ago in Indonesia in November of 2022, the leaders of the world's 20 largest economies issued a joint statement that called on the nations of the world to implement a global digital vaccine passport system based on standards set by the WHO which would force international travelers to have a digital vaccine passport ID on their mobile phone 
Without it, you would not be allowed to travel outside your home country unless, of course, you're an illegal migrant trying to get into the U.S. or Europe from an under or undeveloped or underdeveloped country. We also know from a Forbes magazine article published in February of 2022 that nearly half of the states in America had already at that point signed the contracts and laid the infrastructure to uh, to implement digital vaccine passports. So this same system could eventually be used to control or at least monitor the travel of Americans outside of their states. He goes on to say, then we have the World Economic Forum's push toward the smart cities recently rebranded as 15-minute cities, which would monitor and restrict travel outside of one city. Are you following me here? He goes, a digital system is being put in place that would have the capability of essentially locking down entire populations at any given time. All that would be needed is a declaration of a public health emergency of international concern or of regional concern. And the U.S. and E.U. are trying their hardest to turn that authority over to the WHO in the form of a new pandemic treaty. Eventually, as we have been informed by Yuval Noah Harari, a top advisor to Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum, the plan is to put this digital surveillance technology not just on your mobile phone, but under the skin. The doctor in the Midwestern state explained a medical terminology called meaningful use and how it's used to log personality or personally identifiable data on medical patients. If you ever wondered why they try to get your blood pressure and your weight every time you go to the doctor's office, it's because hospitals and physicians get reimbursed if they provide meaningful use data they get reimbursed better they get bonuses doctors have monthly meetings with staff and administrators and this is how they get reimbursed higher they get more money if they provide that meaningful use data he further explained that if the icd-10 icd-10 coding system requires doctors to find out their patients covid vac status as part of the meaningful use data then they will add uh, that to their office charts and they will get reimbursed handsomely for providing this information to the government. Every time you go to the doctors, they will try to get this information out of you, he said. The U.S. expanded its ICD system under the presidency of Barack Obama in the adoption of the Affordable Care Act. Previously, the U.S. used the ICD-9 system, which required less specific and less invasive information on patients. But then, with the ICD-10 system, all of a sudden, they got real specific. Instead of just high blood pressure, it became, is this high blood pressure caused by spending too much time with your mother-in-law or is it because of this other thing whatever it may be it became very specific is according to the government cms website quote icd-10 also includes significant improvements over icd-9 encoding primary encounters external cause of energy mental disorders and preventive health the icd-10 code sets breath and granularity reflect uh, advances in medicine and medical terminology as well as capture added detail on socioeconomics ambulatory care conditions problems related to lifestyle problems related to lifestyle sorry and the results of screening tests unquote in other words icd-10 coding became a tool for extraordinary data mining of americans personal life histories when icd-10 was implemented that's when the aarp got the contract to administer the program in the U.S. It also got more rigid. As a doctor, you have to use the ICD-10 system to get reimbursed, my doctor source told me. Goes on to say, 
Even if you do not have government or private insurance and pay strictly out of pocket, each and every diagnosis is still logged into the system. If you have an interaction with uh, the healthcare system, you will have an ICD dash code logged in assigned to your condition. He said, and all that data goes into a central database that was created under Obama so that the electronic medical records system can talk to each other. Nobody else is talking about this, he told me. Obamacare forced all doctors to use the EMR system in order to get reimbursed. Because up until 8 or 10 years ago, a lot of doctors were still using paper charts. It's all digitalized now. In fact, according to the WHO website, that UN body has already rolled out an upgraded ICD-11 system and is working to get nations to adopt it. When the U.S. federal government adopted ICD-10, it subsidized the transition, offering interest-free loans and grants that many doctors' offices used to pay for your upgraded EMR software systems. There were hundreds of millions of dollars allocated, but when you had to allow the government to come in and access your books whenever they want, the doctor said, but now you can't get reimbursed unless you go through the system. Virtually every doctor is a part of the system now. So the bottom line, be aware of what information you hand over to your doctor because they essentially all work for the government now. That's who they are beholden to for reimbursement. And if your doctor asks too many questions that seem unrelated to the health issues you're being treated for, you may want to fire them and find a new one, he says. Once again, this is by Leo Holman, and you can go to H-O-H, Leo, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com and show him some love. If you'd like to make a donation, please go to LeoHolman.com and show him some love. I absolutely love Leo. He's one of my favorites favorites so let's go back the most bizarre icd-10 codes this is an infographic guys and i'm gonna end with this so let's check out what some of them are so uh here is one there's one bitten by a turtle uh three is struck by a macaw it has a number two and bitten by a sea lion is on their water sports category this is a v9135xa hit or struck by falling object due to accident to canoe or kayak Here's one, heard at the library, heard at swimming pool of prison as the place of occurrence, heard at the opera, burned due to water skis on fire. That's, I would have never thought. And it, there it goes on, just weird category. First place gets, uh, is bizarre personal appearance. That is an R46-1. And second place is activities involving arts and handcrafts. And third place is, Problems in relationships with in-laws. And you thought we were joking. Anyway, and here's what Senator Rand Paul had to say about these new codes. It goes on to say, you can check. <laughs> I won't go there. I'll let you guys go there to blog.curemd.com. Yeah, that's a struck bomb, a call. Now, that's one you wouldn't see um, in just every place. Uh, prolonged stay in weightless environment. Uh, hurt walking into a lamppost. That's actually on there. Accidental striking against a against or bumped into by another person. This is ridiculous. These are their codes. These are the ICD dash codes. This is crazy. Anyway, guys, you know you heard it here first. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Crazy stuff going on. We'll throw this out there. Earthquakes have increased from 60 a week to 600 a week on a Hawaii island. So stuff is getting getting in the getting getting ramped up. So the Swiss MP at Davos changed living environments to force the public to follow climate goals. We may talk about that tomorrow. 
Anyway, guys, oh, there's another one we can talk about tomorrow. This is Jess Staley, personally observed sexual abuse by Epstein and victim claims. So we might talk about that uh, manana as well. But guys, I'm going to get off of here tonight because I wasn't able to get on this morning. So with that, uh, like I always say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. There is a little girl um, here in Amarillo, Texas. She is fighting for her life. Um, she had a she went to anaphylaxis, um, I guess, at school. And she is non-responsive. She has been on life support. They say there's no brain activity. But I serve a mighty awesome God. And there's nothing too difficult for my God. Nothing. Nothing too difficult. He formed her in her mother's womb. And he knows her by name. And so we would ask if we would pray together that um, that the Lord would restore her health. And that uh, that our Father God would you know comfort her and her family and friends. And so... A lot of things going on in the world today. My friend Kim is still intubated. Um, she's still there. They say she's making progress. So we're going to keep praying for my friend Kim. My friend Stephanie is very sick as well. If you would keep my friend Stephanie show down there in uh, Florida. Uh, she's been very sick for two weeks. We keep her in prayer as well. And uh, one of the ladies um, that works where I work. Um, she doesn't work with me. She works on the other side. But her name is Becca. And she is very, very ill um, she can't even get out of bed and she's been sick, but she just works so much. You know, they call her in and she just does whatever they ask her to do. And she just works, 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 works. And um, she's so sick. She said um, her body hurts so bad she can't even get out of bed. So if you would keep uh, Becca in y'all's prayers as well, I sure would appreciate that. Um, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. You know, once again, we, we are to pray for each other. I pray for you guys. Um, that's what we have. That's why we're a family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, we're so thankful that we are able to pray for one another and that we can go to our Heavenly Father anytime, anytime we want to. And that our Lord Jesus sticks closer than a brother. And um, anyway, guys, go check out Spencer Smith's um, latest um, video. He's out there talking about Miss Beth Moore and uh, all these uh, women and why women cannot be preachers. Women are not preachers. If you go into a church <laughs> and they have pastor beth or whatever get out of that church get out of that church women are not pastors the bible is very clear on that we have a role to play but that is not our role um anyway go watch spencer smith and he's gonna tell you all about it in love of course <laughs> in love okay guys at least say it twice you know all right so that guys i'm really gonna get off here now so get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and guys maranatha lord jesus maranatha thank you guys so much for listening may god bless each and every one of y'all